Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause. Hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Hey, man, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. We're looking at July 19th, the July 19th. 2023. Yes, and, and it is. The last day of Vacation Bible School yes. here at Livingston. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're catching this before 10 a.m., it's not too late to come out for the last session. Classes for all ages this morning from two-year-old up through middle school is the classes. And then we also have a combined adult-teenager class because Mm -hmm. it's not a drop-off vacation Bible school. Guest speakers every day. Today, I believe it is Tom Chandler is going to be speaking. Okay. Uh, And he does a great, great job. Looking forward to that. Yes. And then tonight at 7.30, we're having what we're calling our wrap-up time. Mm -hmm. And we'll be together as a congregation, reviewing some of the things that the kids were working on this week and singing the songs. And it's a big, big week. It's amazing how excited and energetic I sound right now. Uh, because, you know, it's it's such an exhausting week, but it's a good kind of tired, and I just don't want to disappoint any of the Text Talk listeners, so I'm, I'm just bringing all I got for you today. Bring it, brother. So all I, I know, got for you. I know on the final day of VBS, for you and for many, there are a lot of mixed emotions. It's exciting, but it's also like, okay, right? <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. So anyway, but uh, right now, the mixed emotions of, we're in the middle of Psalm 99, mm. which is super exciting. Yeah. And uh, and yet we're like, okay, let's dig. Let's dig. Let's work hard. I'm going to read from the American literary version. All right. Here we are. Psalm 99. Yahweh reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits above the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. Yahweh is great in Zion and he is high above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and fearsome name. Holy is he. The king's strength also loves justice. You establish equity. You execute justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt Yahweh our God and worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among those who call upon his name. They call upon Yahweh and he answered them. He spoke to them in the pillar of cloud. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. You answered them, O Yahweh, our God, you are a God who forgave them. Though you took vengeance of their doings, exalt Yahweh, our God, and worship at his holy hill. For Yahweh, our God, is holy." I think it's fair to say we've been talking this week about the holiness of God. Uh, We've talked about Mm. his ontological holiness. Oh, essentially that is who he is. His state of being. Yes, completely transcendent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yesterday we talked a little bit about, so his people are to be holy. Yes. I think in that respect we emphasized a moral separation from Mm -hmm. the world to live in his ways and paths and glorify him uh, in that respect. And yet maybe we should spend a little time thinking about, well, how should the people of God be oriented toward the holiness of God? Yes, because God. So one of the things that was said yesterday, I'll get it all out here in a second. One of the things we said yesterday, just kind of in passing, we become what we worship. Mm -hmm. So God is holy. 
we are to be holy. And here in Psalm 99, one of the other points that is stressed is worship. Okay. Twice. Twice in the declaration of his holiness, it's tied together with this verse that says almost exactly the same thing each time. In verse 5 okay. and in verse 9. nine. Okay. Exalt, so verse 5, exalt, and I'm reading from the ALV right now, exalt Yahweh our God and worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Exalt Yahweh our God and worship at his holy hill, for Yahweh our God is holy. So that final line is is expanded in verse 9, but mm-hmm. the, the, the first two parts of that, exalt Yahweh our God and worship. Now here's the shift. In verse 5, it's at his footstool. In verse 9, it's at his holy hill. Yeah, I caught that. So that seems like a parallelism to me. Are we setting these things side by side? I think so. I think that's exactly it. So what we find is the holy hill is the footstool of God. Mm -hmm. Remember on Monday we talked about Solomon's throne? Yeah. There in 2 Chronicles. the steps and the lions? Yeah. Did you catch that as he made that throne, the throne included a footstool? Mm. And the, the footstool of the Lord was then, uh, excuse me, the footstool of Solomon was where people would come in, and of course they would bow down to him, and where would they be? At they his would be feet. At his feet, at mm-hmm. his footstool. And uh, my understanding is that the Hebrew word for worship, very much like the Greek word for worship, has a very literal picture. It is a word picture of prostration, of okay. bowing, bowing down, down, of bowing down. So sometimes you find those words, and they are literally translated, bow down. Okay. Uh, sometimes we have the words translated worship, but it's that idea. So if I'm going to bow down, if I were going to bow down before you, if I were going to prostrate myself before you, where would I be? Yeah. At I'd be feet. at your feet. Mm-hmm. And so that's what would happen with the king. You would come into the king's presence, and you would bow down and be at his footstool. And so mm-hmm. that's that's the picture of God. He's on his throne. We come into his presence. We worship. We declare declare his worthiness, his honor, and we do that by prostrating ourselves, by lowering ourselves sure. in his presence, and that places us at his footstool. And then where the psalm ends is what that means for them is let's go to the holy mountain. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the temple. Yeah. Let's go to the place of God's dwelling where he has placed his name. Let's make sure that we worship there. That was that Israelite understanding of this. Well, and for the temple that was on Mount Zion, there is the Ark of the Covenant there in the Holy of Holies, mm-hmm. which of course has the mercy seat, the cherubim, which is the lid of that thing, which is the 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 uh, throne idea yes. again. Yes. For God. This is not the only place. Now, we do find in Isaiah 66 and verse 1, I do want to point this out, that in Isaiah 66 and verse 1, we have uh, the heavens are the throne and the earth is God's footstool. Jesus, when he's talking about not giving oaths, that's the passage he's referring to when he says, don't, don't take an oath by the earth because it's the footstool of God and don't take the, don't take an oath by the heavens because that's the throne of God. But, But in most other places in the Old Testament, they actually get very specific about where on earth is the footstool of God. So in first Chronicles chapter 28 and verse two, when David is talking about how he wanted to prepare for building the temple, he says, hear me, my brothers and my people. This is first Chronicles 28 two. hear me, my brothers and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord, which you just mentioned a second ago. And for the footstool of our God, 
and I made preparations for building. So where that ark was, that throne, the cherubim, mm-hmm. he says, and this is the footstool of God. Mm-hmm. We look again in Psalm 132, verses 7 through 8. In Psalm 132, we come back to this concept of dwelling place and footstool. Here's what it was said there. Psalm 132, verse 7. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. So there in Psalm 132, which is a song of ascents, In that psalm, it's talking about the temple. It's talking about on Mount Zion, where the ark has been carried, where God has placed his name, where God has set his dwelling, as he agreed with Solomon in in that prayer back when Solomon built the temple. One more, one more. In Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 13, now Isaiah is foretelling everything's going to get destroyed, but it's going to be restored. And so as he comes back to talk about the house, and there's a lot surrounding this that we could look at, but I'm, I've just picked out a verse that I hope will help us on this. In Isaiah 16, verse 13, the glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the plain, and the pine. Remember that it was the cedars of Lebanon that were used for the temple. Correct. To beautif- and so he says, the glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the plain, and the and the pine to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious so again that temple is his footstool that's the place where his feet rest yes absolutely and so there was a dedicated place for the corporate worship of god this is prescribed in the book of leviticus especially the role that the priests had in order to do that to come make this possible at zion and this beautiful psalm 99 is encouraging us because of god's holiness to go and to worship there exalt the lord worship at the holy hill worship at the holy uh, footstool because he is holy so go ahead sorry well i was just going to say uh with the israelites particularly uh there is a value on this corporate worship but that is not lost in the new testament yeah so what what the the point i I was going to make here real quick as i was about to get started there was i'm sure israelites as we could worship at home Mm -hmm. they could go out into the woods and praise god they could sing praises and that would be called worship but they understood uh, for for all of that we still have to go to the temple Worship we're, we're the still going to go worship yeah. at the temple at the footstool of god okay so now bringing that to us in the new testament what what are you what are you getting at there well where i'm getting at there is that god no longer is dwelling having that particular piece of ground uh in jerusalem that was a type for a fulfillment of his ultimate temple which is his church yes purchased with the blood of jesus and that you and i all christians are living stones being fitted and formed together to create this house of praise this temple of worship and so i I think in a very uh real way when the church assembles together you bring these living stones together for a temple of praise uh, there is an, an an aspect of that the great great value of communal worship in part to declare the holiness of god but appreciating that as his holy people this is one of our privileges as well as our responsibilities to come together to make sure we say holy 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 to his name in ephesians 2 19 paul writes this as he's talking about jewish christians and gentile christians coming together so then you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets christ jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God 
by the Spirit. And I recognize that's a picture of the church universal, of all the people who are in Christ of all times and all places. And yet, what we find in the New Testament is the way that is manifested sure. is through local churches. Sure. And these local churches come together, and, and how, how the Christians at Ephesus were supposed to act based on this was in their local church. The Jews and the Gentiles in the church in Ephesus were supposed to come together and recognize the oneness and the unity. And of course, Paul's going to talk about worship in the the latter half of the book as he talks about the singing and the praising that was, yes. they were going to be doing yes. with and for and to one another one for another. the teaching uh, that was going to happen for the worship that would happen in that way. I guess what I'm getting at here is I think there's a really important point. Can you worship Andrew in your own prayer closet? Yes, of you can. course you of can. Course you can. Obviously you can. Can your family worship together in its home? Yes. Obviously you can. Obviously you can. But we do not need to lose this same concept of worshiping at the footstool of God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what we find as we move into the New Testament, it is true that I am part of the church. I am I am a brick if you will in the wall. I am a living stone. Yeah. Uh, because yes. that's exactly what we're described yeah, as that's in what Peter. We are. All right. But and because I am part of that, I can turn to God actually truly and worship God. And it does not matter where I am. I can do that. But let's not lose sight of this important point of the fact that the church is supposed to come together to worship. And, well, and that's worshiping at his footstool. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, holiness and sanctification. And what does that mean to be separate? And mm-hmm. even that word church, this is a called out assembly, right? But it, that means be separate assembly. Yeah. And that's who we are. And so doing that on the other end of a computer screen is not the same as being at the footstool of God. No, it is not. It is not the same as being together as living stones as the temple and the household of God. No, it is and, not. And we, that's, that is supposed to manifest itself in this local church setting. Well, and one of, the, one of the things I think you highlight there is when I'm on one end of a screen, I may be receiving Okay, there there may be something encouraging or edifying that I'm I'm witnessing and taking into my heart, but it is very difficult to contribute. It yeah. is very difficult to offer mm-hmm. to the other saints. And that's part of it. It's one another. It's not just that I receive, but I also give. Yes. And that my worship is a gift and an offering to God and to praise him, but also to build up those Christians around us. And so a passage like Colossians 3 verse 15 comes to mind. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body. One body. That body is the church as defined in the book of Colossians. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, that as you sing and as I sing, to take this passage here, there is teaching and there is warning and admonishing going on. And it's reciprocal. I need to do that for you and you need to do that for me. And so in congregational worship, this is facilitated. I want to you know, encourage us to think about the positive aspects of assembling together and worshiping, and that it encourages our faith, and we need faith over fear in this world. We're thinking a lot about fearlessness this week at Livingston, because that's the theme of the Vacation Bible School going on. And I will tell you that when I assemble with other Christians, people who believe like I believe, and they're in the same spiritual fight that I am in, 
it builds me up. I understand I'm not alone. I begin to appreciate that when I'm weak and I need help, there really are people that God has put in my life who love me and care for me, and they want to offer that help and bring me along. It's a joy then and a benefit and a blessing to assemble together and worship God. We're going long, but let me just say this. I am so happy and glad for the technologies that we have. I think it is a blessing from God. Even what we're doing right now, people driving in their car, walking in their neighborhood, sitting in their houses, listening to this, reading the text, being able to learn and receive. I think that's fantastic. For folks who are sick, who are shut in, who are unable to make it to an assembly and worship with God, I'm so glad that there is this, this, I think better than taking a tape. (laughs) Well, no, it is. It's a window. It's a window into the room, isn't it? But... We, we need to understand. And th- those are good things. I'm not saying we shouldn't do those things at all. Yeah. I'm saying let's make sure that now that we have these other blessings, let's not forget the blessing of togetherness, sure. of being at the footstool of God, worshiping in the temple with the temple yeah. uh, rather than off by myself because I'm just going to say, oh, I'm part of that temple. So let's let's remember to come together. All right, we got to wrap up. Why don't you go ahead and lead us in prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you for today as a gift and a blessing from your hand. Father, you are worthy of all praise and worship, and it is a joy to be able to pray to you and sing to you and praise your name every day. But thank you, Father, for your church. Thank you, Father, for local churches that assemble on the first day of the week to worship you and praise you. And I pray, God, that in our effort to be faithful to your word, we would be faithful members of local churches, eager to lift up and edify and encourage our brothers and sisters to bring glory to your name and to help one another, Father, to be your holy people. You are our holy God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.